mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on how do you have time to consume all this content <laughs> you're listening to dave spadero interviews i, I take the morning bike ride and i listen oh, to oh i want to hear more about that but go ahead no the schuylkill trail I, I oh, really oh, yes. wow yeah, hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a monday evening as the eagles coaching search continues this is birds with friends we will have Plenty to talk about. We'll talk about the Eagles' interviews with Josh McDaniels, Deuce Staley, Todd Bowles, Gerard Mayo. We'll talk about the explosive article from Jeff McClain about Carson Wentz's 2020 season. And we'll, uh, you know, just generally see if we can get under Zach's skin. Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, Sheil Kapati here. Sheil, how you doing? Well, this is a disaster. For some reason, my virtual backgrounds are not working. I like to keep this basement bunker a mystery, but I wasn't able to do that today. So now you can see where I spend all my days and why it's so uh, depressing down here in this dark room. And uh, frankly, it's just an honor to be uh, on the podcast here, Zach mm. Marissa. What did you say with uh, this guy? He might be breaking news. You know, if you need to leave to break news, if you need to go Schefter <laughs> on your phone yeah. during this, then we can handle it. And then you can come back to us. I don't know if you like the Woj comparison, the Schefter, you know, any, anything you want, you let us know. Well, Schefter called. He wants his scoops back, right? Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, Bo Wolf called. He wants his direct handle back. <laughs> Schefter, oh. know, Schefter knows that this is the hour to break news because Bo's <laughs> occupied with the, with Birds with Friends. I got to tell you, uh, breaking news, not my forte, not really, uh, didn't enjoy like the constitution of like being on the edge if somebody else was going to break that. So, uh, you know, maybe one a year is, is what I'm going for. I knocked mine out in January. I'm good. I'm good until next year. And you got to be buttoned up. You get one thing wrong on that boy, bad boy with all the attention it gets, but uh, you nailed it. So good job. Now, what do we got there? Is that an elliptical behind you? It's an elliptical. I like an elliptical. Elliptical. We got a turkey. Uh, we got a printer that's broken that no one's, uh, no one We've can use. We've seen the printer before, a famous it's printer. It's just, uh, I mean, the room is a disaster. I complain about it daily uh, to my wife's chagrin because I am not uh, good enough to do anything about it. But uh, who knows? Maybe one of these days I'll actually have a nice background here. Marissa with a big flex mug. Yes, uh, I had to do this. You know, when you mug. get tweeted by Shefty over there, it, was, it called for <laughs> the big flex mug. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, the big flex mug is there. And we know that uh, last episode I had the, uh, the Ben Harris Brewers t-shirt. But I'm afraid that uh, a little birdie who works for the Chicago Cubs has come in over the top. We've oh. got an NL, NL Central rivalry. You got a Wrigley Field. Wow. Coming in. So uh, the rivalry is on in the NL Central. If uh, anybody works for the Reds hmm. or Pirates, or actually, I will not wear a Cardinals thing. So uh, Reds or Pirates, let us know wow. and, and we can we can talk business. All right. Zach, Let's get to the good you haven't stuff. said anything. How you doing? I'm doing great. Excited for this podcast. Been looking forward to it uh, since last Thursday. 
This Matt in the chat says, true story on an Eagles road trip. I worked out next to Sheila in the hotel gym. I left him alone. Matt, come on. <laughs> say hello, my friend. Wow. What is that? Always, you know, we are, we are not, um, uh, we are definitely not the kind of um, quote unquote celebrities. So you need to leave alone in public. Please do say hi. Well, I mean, you well, might be, yeah. but I certainly yeah. am Don't speak for Chris. Listen, but you're referring yourself as a celebrity here. And no, I that's will, why I said, and I will say, leave Marissa alone, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely leave Marissa yeah. alone. Had a uh, we went, we were uh, buying some cheese at the farmers market yesterday. Celebrities uh, just like us, right? And, uh, <laughs> and Jesse, who uh, whose family runs Birch Hill Run Farms. Said he's been a Birds with Friends listener since 2017. So, uh, listen, I can give you a a full endorsement of Birch Run Hill Farms. Uh, Anybody who's looking for it, go 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 uh, help out a BWF listener. So shout out to Jesse. That sounds great. Birch Hill Run Farms. I'm in. Birch Run Hill. I think I said it uh, reverse. Birch Run Hill Farms. Okay, Uh, Zach. I feel like uh, I feel like it's time to dust off. The old breaking news, the old uh, the old news. Jingle. Are you taking this segment? So, yeah. No, no, no. Roll so, uh, so Zach, there have been some <laughs> developments over the course of the past couple of days since we last spoke. The Eagles still looking for a head coach. Where do things stand for the Eagles? I didn't know there was going to be. <laughs> Had to do it. Got to get you going. <laughs> The Eagles interviewed Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels on Sunday. Josh McDaniels, who was the new uh, the Denver Broncos coach in 2009-2010, was fired during the 2010 season, has been with the Patriots otherwise, except for one year as the St. Louis Rams offensive coordinator, has won six Super Bowls as a member of the Patriots, famously accepted the Indianapolis Colts job in 2018 before... Uh, an about-face turning down the job, a decision that altered the course of Eagles history because they hired Frank Reich after Josh McDaniels turned down that job. So that was a a notable interview, first reported by the Athletics, Bo Wolf and Zach Jackson. Uh, Credit to Zach Jackson there as well. Credit to Zach Jackson. Yeah, to to both you guys. Um, But uh, that was really the big news. The Eagles have had a few other interviews during that period that, or, or since we were last on the show that we've discussed. But notably, since we were on the show, so Thursday night, uh, that's when, when Robert Sala was hired by the Jets. Okay, Since then, Arthur Smith hired by the Falcons. Brandon Staley hired by the Chargers. And that was a big one because Brandon Staley was supposed to interview with the Eagles this week. Uh, Dan Campbell going to the to the Detroit Lions, that really didn't affect the Eagles that much. Um, <laughs> I don't think that affected anybody except for people who want to laugh at the Lions. No, it affected – you never know. It affected the Saints, but, uh, I mean, he was 5-7 and seven as an interim I, head I think coach, Sean I Payton will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so and, – and, and that leaves the Eagles and the Texans right now still looking for coaches. Uh, there are a lot of interesting names out there. But it certainly seems like, uh, well, I I don't want to say that it, the Eagles are going to hire Josh McDaniels, but there's a lot of buzz around right now that Josh McDaniels could be the front runner for this job. So I I imagine that will be the focus of at least the first part of the show here. 
Let, let's do this. Let's do this. Unless, Bo, did you have anything we need to get oh, to? It's, okay. it's nice when you come in with a Yeah, with let, a let's go with this exercise, okay? Let's say you are the, uh, you are the director of communications for the Eagles. Uh, maybe, maybe you're even, uh, no, not how I wouldn't want, I wouldn't say Howard Roseman. I'm trying to think of who the right per, I don't even know if the, you're director, the one who's good at role play, but I don't even okay. know if the director, okay. I don't know what you're getting in, talking <laughs> about over there, but, uh, I know it's prime time, but let's chill out there, <laughs> yeah. Bo. Uh, let's wait for the post game ones for that. But. So, so let, let's just say you're some type of like, um, you know, Eagles ambassador. Okay. Maybe you don't even work in an official capacity for the team, but you are your pro team. Okay. So you're just like. I got, you know, I, I have this relationship with reporters and fans and I'm going to sell them stuff. It wouldn't be what Howie Roseman would say. It wouldn't even be what the Eagles head of PR would say, but you're really selling the moves that they make. You're some kind of intermediary. Okay. So let's say that's your role. You're suggesting there are people with, with, with that, um, hazy journalistic integrity. Or maybe no, they're not journalists. I don't. Not a journalist. Okay. No. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I, I, again, this is an exercise. I don't okay, know who this okay. would be. Okay. You're someone who is trying to. I don't. Maybe you're just a huge Eagles fan, and you have rose-colored glasses. Oh, Hugh, huge, huge Eagles fan. So, um, and you see, you know, they announce a Josh McDaniels hiring, and you see Shiel Kapadia rips off a tweet, uh, you know, just kind of saying this is a terrible hire. And you say, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Sheil on the phone. I, I know he doesn't like to talk on the phone, but I'm gonna call him up, and I'm going to tell him because I know he's a conduit to the fans. I know he's he's part of this very popular podcast. I'm gonna sell him on why this is actually a good hire. What what would you tell Sheil Kapadia? And then I will tell you what I would actually think about uh, Josh McDaniels, and I'll respond to your points. Zach, you want to go, or you want me to go? Uh, you go, go first. Why don't you go? Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Uh, so you both are not interested in this exercise. Yeah, no, so, no, no. I, 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 I like this exercise. It's, it's essentially your take. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to give an eagle spin on it, but I, I would say, eliminate the reputation. Okay, take away what the public might think. You know, the history in Denver, the situation in Indianapolis. Uh, I, frankly, I think both those are, are valid discussion points. Uh, take away the Patriots Association, which I actually think is immaterial here, okay? Because I, I I think some of that can be manufactured. But simply look at the body of work. And the body of work, if if, if you're looking at, if, if you get the resume in front of you and you have someone who's been an offensive coordinator as long as he has uh, and he's been successful doing so and he's evolved and adapted his schemes over the years based on his personnel, right? So there was a, there were periods where uh, it was it was heavy twelve personnel before teams were really using that. Um, there was a time when uh, when when you know they got Wes Welker and they really evolved the way people look at the slot position as as their offense changed, as their personnel changed, he adapted to it. Uh, and so you you look at the, at that certainly experienced uh, has been a head coach before so has has taken some of those lumps um, so I I would say focus on the credentials not the reputation but I don't think now now that's the ambassador talking okay. the 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 kind of the the practical balanced person would say you have to look at the person because like I've said here you're not just hiring a scheme. You're not just hiring a resume. You're hiring a person. So you really need to satisfy some of those questions that come along with that reputation. 
I think you hit on a, a few of the important things. Uh, one is that from uh, from an offensive mind perspective, he has proven that he is willing to adapt um, his scheme. He is not dogmatic. He will uh, react to the talent that he has. Um, he has a history of, you know, in the Patriots organization, they are, you know, generally speaking, um, analytically friendly. They are on on the vanguard or on the on the forefront of um, NFL trends. I think there's something to be said for that. I think if you were concerned that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie have been too meddlesome in matters of coaching and personnel, I would say that the hiring of Josh McDaniels is a good sign because this is a, a person most likely who is not going to uh, allow that to happen. You know, he's not going to take this job if it is his understanding that Howie Roseman is going to build his staff or he is not going to have um, you know, a firm hand in matters of the 53-man roster. Um, I think if the expectation is that this organization is facing a significant rebuild and there are tough decisions that need to be made um, and you need somebody to then teach younger players how, you know, how to win in the NFL, I, you know, this is, this is me as the ambassador. This is not me. Uh, then Josh McDaniels can do that. Um, and I think that if you actually, if you look at his uh, head coach history, both the Broncos and the Colts backing out, um, while there are check, or while there are uh, red flags there, and you know Denver was was ten years ago. He's grown since then. The Colts, you know, he, 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 it, it didn't look good, but you know there there are a few things you don't really know about what was going on there. There's more to the story. But what you can say about both of those situations, he built great staffs uh, at both of those places. So I think you can uh, trust that he's going to build a good staff. And uh, listen, he has proven he can be flexible with the scheme. So it doesn't matter which quarterback we bring back. He has experience with both types of players. And, uh, you know, we believe that this is an opportunity to get somebody who a few years ago would have been a hot candidate. And uh, this is our chance to pass. Okay. Good job. In the chat, people are, are chiming in. Let, let us know if you think there's anything Zach or Bo missed there, what you think about their uh, analysis. You know, it's been a good chunk of my afternoon kind of digging in on Josh McDaniels because Flex. I. I didn't think this was going to, well, it was, it was a way to procrastinate from the actual work that I had to do, which I know you are familiar with this, yes. uh, with this tactic. And so I thought, no better time they, to do your, do your thank you notes than when you have work to do. There you go. So I thought, are they really going to hire this guy? Like, you know, you guys had him on your list of 52, but we did not. 50, did we? Oh, oh. Yeah, I think he was the others. Yeah. 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 So how many were they total? If you add the others to the 50, 52. No, no, it was 52. Oh, that was part the, of the 52. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you did, yeah, you did have him in there, but I thought, I can't see it. I mean, are they, is this really going to be the guy they hire? They're going to move on from Doug Peterson and they're going to go to Josh McDaniels. And so, uh, dug in to the background a little bit today. And so just the Brady aspect of this, right? I mean, we can talk all about how he's adjusted the scheme and the personnel. I mean, he was doing it with this quarterback who had just been an absolute machine Mm -hmm. with or without him, who, you know, is now in the NFC championship and had a number six uh, offense in DVOA this year, um, going to a whole new system with whole new coaches, all those different types of things. And so if you look, but the same, the same shady trainer, it should be said. 
which Josh McDaniels is familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Josh McDaniels uh, lost 20 pounds. Yeah. If you read Dan Dan Pompey's story from 2016. So great story uh, to read if you're wondering about the Broncos situation and kind of what he's learned from that. It is good. Um, It's why I looked at it. So he has coached. Where are my numbers here? Hmm. Totally lost him somewhere. All right. I think it's something like (laughs) I had him. I think it's like he's coached 200 games with Tom Brady. Okay. And if you look at their numbers, just an EPA with Tom Brady, and this is from 2006, I believe to 2020. I mean, he's had a 15 year run here. Uh, they've been basically the third best offense in the NFL over that span. That's how it translates in the games. He's coached with Tom Brady. If you look at the 79 games, I believe it is without Tom Brady, because you have a season with Matt Castle, which is right. the best the best uh, check mark in his box. Yeah. But, you yeah. have you have a season with Sam Bradford with the Rams. You have two seasons or the, or the better part of two seasons with the uh, Denver Broncos and then you have a four game span with Jimmy Garoppolo and then you have a 16 game season with Cam Newton. So it you know it ends up actually being a bigger sample than you might think mm-hmm. without uh, Tom Brady his offenses have been the equivalent of the 19th ranked offense. Mm-hmm in the NFL over that span, 24th in passing in terms of EPA. Now, the quarterbacks he was working with in those other stops were Kyle Orton, Sam Bradford, Cam Newton, Matt Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo. I am skeptical that this is some type of great offensive mind. I, I mean, there are so yeah. many there are so That's many fair. hoops you have to jump through to really get to Josh McDaniel as a great hire here. Now, McDaniel's, you you're, McDaniels. you're, you're jumping into WIP what, yeah, the way he's going to be called <laughs> for the next so, three years before so, he gets fired. Listen, is there a chance that he's one of these coaches? You know, Pete Carroll talked about this in Seattle before. He said, you know, he was fired twice. He, he had to rise from the dead to get his coaching career back. And then he ended up having a great career at USC and with the Seahawks. We have seen guys get fired before. Bill Belichick was obviously fired before. We can go through all the different names. And then they come back and their second stint is much better. His first stint, I know it was a long time ago. There are so many red flags with that first stint that, yeah. man, you really got to hope he learned like, I mean, he was the worst type of coach in yes. Denver. Every red flag that I hate, whether it was, yes. uh, you know, he was a control freak. This is all documented and we can get to some of the specifics. He was a control freak. He had full per- say in personnel. He did not care about connecting with players when he didn't like a player. He traded them. There was a player for the Broncos who said there, he, he's never played for a coach who guys wanted to play for less than Josh McDaniel. Fewer. You, they had a I think the video- quote was less though. <laughs> oh, thank you, my man. Yes. Uh, they they had a video scandal. Do you, do you remember yes. this? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was looking they, it up. I didn't actually didn't remember it, but I, I, didn't I was reading this. about it the other day. Yeah. yeah. The they chat remembers their, the chat, and they yeah. blamed it on. Uh, Why well, I think Steve Scarnucci. They Steve Scarnecchia yeah. was the yeah. video coordinator, yeah. sorry, and it was Scarnucci at Wembley Stadium. And he's recording yeah. the 49ers walk through. Yep. Josh McDaniels knows about this. He tells him he doesn't report it. They get fined fifty thousand dollars. If you read the Denver Post story. From when McDaniels was fired, they thought that was like a huge factor in it. Like he might have stayed on if it wasn't for. So they thought that was really like, oh, my God, this guy didn't say anything uh, about this. So he had that. So he had all these red flags. I mean, again, the offense is like if you want to be generous about it, he's been able to produce mediocre offenses with 
not great quarterbacks? Well, Is that why up. you hire a coach? I mean, because he produced mediocre offenses with not great quarterbacks. And so you look at all these different types of things and you're jumping through all these different different hoops to justify Josh McDaniels. And we wonder why minority coaches in this league are so fed up when you've got to give me this kind of explanation to justify him getting hired over all these other coaches who have put in the time, who have none of this baggage, and it's insane. And so if they hire him and Jeffrey Lurie is up there telling us about Ray Rhodes in what year was it? 95. 1995, how proud they are of that track record. I mean, they absolutely deserve to get crushed if that's what they end up doing. Again, maybe it'll work out. I don't, I don't want to act like you know right away what coaches are going to be good. Correct. When they hired Doug Peterson, if I was working in Philadelphia, I probably would have said, what are they doing? This is not a good hire. He won a Super Bowl. Some I've of them said before. that too, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Others have been wrong before, but... My gosh, this feels like, and it feels also like they're going in like the opposite direction. You know, when owners and teams do this all the time, right? They have one coach, like with Chip Kelly. All right, lacked emotional intelligence. Let's go get Doug Peterson. He has emotional intelligence. Let's look for a guy get, who 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 has an absence of emotional intelligence. You don't have to get away from the stuff Doug no. Peterson did well. And by the way, I mean, the most interesting aspect perhaps to me about this is the Howie Roseman aspect. I mean, does anyone in their right mind think that Josh McDaniels and Howie Roseman are going to be a cohesive unit for five to eight to 10 years that gets along well and leads this franchise to the promised land? So actually, you know, and some people mentioned this in the chat, if you feel like this team, this organization needs to get away from Howie Roseman, I think that's correct. They need somebody to really just step in or a coach who says, I mean, Chip Kelly was the only guy who was able to kind of get him uh, out of the way. But if, you know, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, you're not really thinking like that, right? So um, I don't know. I was just rambling, but uh, those are some of the things that come to mind. So so S.H.I.E.L.D. just did a very effective bow move there. Okay? Yes, uh, I know exactly yeah. what you're going to say. So, what did I do? So basically, uh, you, you, you made us Bowen's, make the yeah, case we didn't yeah, want to make Bowen's so that. you could make you, the case. Yeah, you no, guys now you can tell this. me what you agree no, with. No, you guys go and and support <laughs> this wildly unpopular candidate. I don't do okay? that. And so then know, what this I'm, is not no, a bow no, move. No, no. So she ends up looking very rosy to the people in the chat. It's like it's like I'm going to be the one who comes and kills this. I take offense that you think that that's a me move. I don't do that. I just now, meant like like no. like uh, pandering to the people in the chat, you know. Uh, now yeah, you that, can that, respond that. and tell me what you actually agree with. Uh, <laughs> All right, we sure. before we do that, show, we're going to do a segment. I want you uh, to pretend. Hold on, the chatters want me to just do this by myself because they mm. don't can't believe you guys love Josh McDaniels yeah. this much. So, uh, Shield, we're going to take a little break. We want you to do pretend that you are a Fox News anchor and make the case for they storming the Capitol. Allowed- well, if you take a look at me, they would not allow me to be a fox. I would love a gif of the face uh, that Marissa just made. That was okay. very good. Zach, are you, do you want to respond? I'll let you respond. I'll let you go first. That's uh, Okay. That's well, first, first of all, you left out um, one of the funniest <laughs> things is that in that control of personnel, uh, trading up or, or whatever to get Tim Tebow in the first round. So yeah. that tells you his uh, Using guess, his first pick 10 years on ago. Sean Moreno. Yeah, My wife exactly. just texted me, you're screaming. I I, uh, oh. I was I was worried. I I didn't know what was going on. I'm being a little loud in my uh, in the way I speak here. Sorry, I'm trying to sleep. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I think I think all those things you said are are accurate, especially in relation to um, you know, this guy getting another shot versus 
um, equally qualified, if not more qualified minority candidates and the Eagles like boasting of their Ray Rhodes hire. Um, I think that what would be so crazy about a Josh McDaniels hire is it seems so antithetical to like the Eagles way that Jeffrey Lurie sort of, um, you know, boasts about. And you go back to uh, winning the Super Bowl and Lane Johnson saying he would so much rather, you know, win one Super Bowl playing this way than have to play for the Patriots his whole career. Um, I don't think there's any expectation that like Josh McDaniels is going to loosen up and be uh, this like players, players coach. Now, maybe you don't think, maybe you think you don't need a players coach and maybe you think because you're turning over the roster, you need a little bit more of a disciplinarian, but that is not really the way that uh, Jeffrey Lurie likes to run his team, I think. And I think it would be such an odd admission of, um, like Patriots envy or just like really like a, a complete over correction that it is surprising to me. Now, the one thing I will say, uh, you know, I, I, we make fun of these things and I don't like to, uh, I don't like to say like we're hearing things like in regards to um, the breaking of the news, but I will say there's a characterization that uh, like the Eagle, this is like a, the Eagle scrambling because they lost out on a couple of their top targets. My understanding is that Josh McDaniels has been in the mix from the beginning mm-hmm. um, and has always been a candidate. So this is not just scrambling. Uh, this is a, and, and listen, we talked about it during the press conference, like Jeffrey Lurie dropping him on, on a first name basis. Obviously yeah. this is someone who he has some type of relationship with. So uh, I would just say that. Yeah. So my, I, I think you all made, made made valid points. I, I don't want to repeat what you said, so I'm, I'm going to look at this for, or I'm, I'm going to critique this from a different angle. I yell if I, you don't mind. I, I'd have an objection out? with uh, the process here in the sense that when Jeffrey Laurie was answering Shields' question at the press conference last week, um, he said that he's he's looking for a leader. He's looking for you know, it, it, it doesn't, uh, he doesn't have this, this predilection for offense. You know, he, he leans towards offense, but really leadership's most important. Um, but what this hire is screaming to me is that the only, in, in, and this has been discussed kind of behind the scenes, the factor that Jeffrey Lurie is most focused on is fixing Carson Wentz, right? That, that, uh, that his objective here is to find someone with experience in working with quarterbacks and with schemes you know, and and has has different types of schemes with the intention of fixing Carson Wentz. Uh, now I, I'm I'm not like so so uh, so hardened to think that just because Josh McDaniels coached a certain way when he was 32 and 33 years old, that's how he'll coach. What 11, 12 years later? Like if 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 we think back to some of the things we might have done 12 years ago we could probably shake our heads and, and, and say, you know what, I was I, know, I was right. probably arrogant in that situation. I, I, I didn't have perspective in this situation. Um, you're a byproduct of, of your experiences. And I I don't want to like like be swayed by an article, but but what the uh, the article that she was referring to, the Dan Pompey article, it was it was it was basically he got he got fired, he called his father who's a like a, a, a very well known high school coach in Ohio. 
Um, who, you've, and, who you've spoken to. Yeah, I, I uh, he covered Mario Manningham. I did a big feature on Mario Manningham back in the day, and I, I spoke to – I say back in the day, back in in, uh, in 2010, and I did uh, – I spoke to So Tom just Daniels as long ago, so just, just yeah, as immature as Josh McDaniels was. <laughs> um, so – but but uh, but – and his father said you have to like write down everything you, you, you know that you did wrong that you want to do better next time. And he has this Excel document – and he has, and and my point being that I'm I'm sure the second time around there are things that that he'll that he'll do differently, and that if you're forty, I think he's forty four now, right? If you're forty four, uh, you're probably different than you were when you when you were thirty two, right? And and so he has a lot of experience there. That being said, that hurts a little more. <laughs> uh, and 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 then also, uh, but 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 yeah. That being said, I don't know if what you're getting is is it 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 really hits me they're focused so much on the quarterback aspect of it on the offensive system aspect of it and i would also look hard at the the colts job in 2018 by any objective measure is better than this job right now right and he backed out of that job and there's a reason And i think that that is a bigger red flag than the broncos so 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 what is going on is it simply that he he wants to be a head coach and he doesn't think Belichick's leaving anytime soon is it that he saw that uh that you know he he doesn't have the same success without Brady and he wants to try to catch on to something while it's still there right because he he was a hot candidate in 2018 he was a hot candidate in he's in, no he's nowhere in, near as attractive in, as Robert Sala let's be fair <laughs> He, he 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 was he's he's not the big time candidate anymore. Uh, the other thing too, and and Bo referenced this is is that uh, it it the process itself it really seems like he was a guy that they were targeting. That this is something that that was it was intentionally not out there for a while. Like like they wanted this. I I I think both sides wanted this behind the scenes, right? Mm. Um, and, uh, and so I, I never like when you have your end goal in mind, when you go into a process, right? Like, like what you want to do is you want to talk to all these people and you want to be able to be swayed by them. And and maybe I'm I'm wrong here, but this strikes me based on some of the things that, uh, that uh, you were hearing, Bo, and, and that we were talking about that, uh, that this is something that had been in the works for a bit. And that always concerns me. Because then how, how objective are you being in your search? The one thing you said that I disagree with is um, the read that, that hiring him would be all about fixing Carson Wentz. Okay. Um, because I think it's more about bringing in this you know, a program builder, for, for uh, lack of a better phrase, and I think yeah. that the expect sorry the uh, the heater is uh, really dialing <laughs> no, up here. Saying, I, what history program, does he have as a program he, builder, though? Well, I, I agree. No, he, that, yeah. That's the biggest question. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree about that. But I think I think it's it's sort of a Patriots envy type thing. Oh, I think um, it's an offensive mind thing. And and I think the other thing is I think they they will sell that he has experience with both pocket quarterbacks and last year with Cam Newton, a more of a mobile quarterback. And I think that allows them to think they have the flexibility of doing whatever they need to do at the quarterback position. This is a coach who can mold the scheme around either Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. I, I don't I don't read it as this is the guy who can fix Carson Wentz, because if that were the case, I think they would have gone harder after Arthur Smith. I think they would have shown some interest in Brian Dable, who they have no show no interest in. 
Um, oh, I disagree with, but I, I think your read on, on both of those is incorrect. I, okay. I think they were late on Arthur Smith, number one. Um, you know, I, I, I think when... Well, we know you love he, Artie. When he went down to the Eagles, he was pretty far along with the Falcons. Yeah. And I don't claim to uh, to have, like, a, a, a scoop on this. This is only based on what I've read. But I think Brian Dable, I think it's the other way around. I, I think they would like to talk to him, but I don't think he's as interested in this I job. I don't believe or, that. Or the, the reports out today was, was that he doesn't want to talk to them un, until the season's over. Yeah, like, I don't believe that. Bills, I, think, don't buy that? I, think, I think we're learning that Dable is not that good of a candidate. Um, Maybe like so. He's never going to have a better time to strike than right now. I think there is a you can make a case that um, he is he is good friends with Josh McDaniels and doesn't want to go head to head against his boy. But I don't I don't buy that he's like he's too good for this job because he, you know it's not like he he he, I mean, he he didn't get the Chargers job he thought he was going to get. I think he's just being a little bit sour. That's true. He may he may already know or think strongly that yeah. Josh McDaniels is getting this job. So maybe you know when you yeah. interview for a job and don't get it, maybe he doesn't want to. You know he, he figures why be part of that uh, process when I and I also think sorry before you go, Shield. I also think the and now maybe this is just cloak and dagger or uh, checking their boxes, but the uh, other people they've interviewed are not just quarterback fixers. You know. No, I Todd agree. That's why I'm saying that's guys. why so that's why going for McDaniel's would would strike me as they're focused on on that element of it. Like they're focused on the offensive mind who's worked with quarterbacks. And I think they would have brought in more quarterback guru type guys. But anyway, like who? I mean, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't feel go. I don't go know, ahead. like a yeah, Kafka, like a like a Pep Hamilton, oh, like I don't know. There are other guys out there. All right. Uh, I don't. I sort of feel like they want the co- whoever the coach is. They're just going to say they want to hear that you can work with that. That you're not tied to Wentz. That you're not tied to Hurts. That you're open to different things. I mean, because that really is the scenario. Because the fact is, they cannot know right now what they're going to do. You know, let's say that the Colts get really desperate. And they say, we will give you a first-round pick for Carson Wentz, something you did not think was going to be on the table. And you're going to – I mean, I, I do not think they would turn that down. And so I think – And they have Roseman's, to plan – to that point, they have to plan as if Wentz is going to be here because it's not really up to them. They they need somebody right. to be willing to trade for him. they don't get that offer, yes. They can't if just they cut don't him. get that offer, right. then they got to keep him. You don't get, you're not going to give him away uh, for – Nothing, but I don't, you know, Zach might not be totally off base. I mean, the best case scenario is that Carson Wentz is their quarterback and he plays really well. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. This is going to be such a tricky situation. I mean, imagine if Wentz comes back and you have a locker room who may think that Doug Peterson got fired because of Wentz, mm-hmm. and then you have Josh McDaniels coming in and they're going, I, wait, what? This guy is a, you know, this guy is a Very nightmare. real question, yep. And Jason Kelsey is saying, I'm not coming back to play for Josh McDaniels. Are you, all of a sudden, you have another roster hole. I mean, it really could lead to uh, many different things. And it's so, so uh, combustible, especially yeah. with the Hurts dynamic. But go ahead. It, it's wild. And so just, just some other things I wrote down with my McDaniels research here. So he was gone from New England for three years, and they finished first, first, and fourth yep. in offensive DVOA. Without him, okay. So uh, I mean, that's interesting. You can you can yeah. say that he did good things while he was there, 
but it's I mean, impossible. there is no way yeah. he is the driving. And what's the thing you always hear about Belichick is that he can coach any unit. He oh, can yeah. coach special teams, offense. I mean, their offense was good for a long time. He was without... the quarterback's coach in 2001, right? right. Their, their quarterback's coach passed away, I think, and he, he was the quarterback's coach. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's just hard to there's, – there's no way to ever know, but all the evidence we have suggests that those guys would be just fine without Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels would not be just fine without that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I guess that's the bottom line of what I'm saying. And then some of these other lines from Dan Pompey's story. Now, again, it's fair. This was a long time ago. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself, are these things that change in a second stop are these things that you're able to work on? Are these things that are just part of your personality that are going to be an issue? And so uh, he wrote from McDaniel's time with the Broncos, McDaniel's was guarded, kept to himself. It seemed like the bridge between the rest of the building and McDaniel's office was raised most of the time. I mean, who does this sound like? Two coaches ago, <laughs> that, was a co- that was like the owner's least favorite hire in his history of owning the team. And that could be a description. And uh, you know who else that sounds like sure. this? The 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 idea of like this this self this self inspection and like changing who you are. It sounds like the Howie Roseman stories we heard mm. uh, during his time away, and it took a couple years for those things to at least in the public perception fade away and for him to once again be, um, you know, angling for power. So I, I, I would, I would imagine that it is some, something in his DNA, but, but continue. Uh, McDaniel said in the story, I've had an opportunity to truly understand the value of interpersonal relationships and the feelings people have in the building, coach to player, player to coach, person to person. He says, I don't know that I ever considered that before. <laughs> what? I mean, come on, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That bothers me. You can me work too. on that, but isn't some of this like you know, like Doug Peterson a person. didn't exactly? Did, yeah, he didn't yeah. come in and work on that. Like right. that's you're yeah. a certain type of person. Absolutely. Um, we've all you know, we've worked for bosses or other people. I mean, there are some people you just say this person's great to work for, work with. This person is not great to work. Uh, and you can again, you can work on it if you have all the other stuff. You know, if you come in and he's great at a bunch of different things, and he is this offensive guru. And that's like your weakness, but you show that you're really making an effort. You know, maybe you have the leadership council or whatever. Then maybe you can live with it. Bill Belichick would be the guy people would probably point to as kind of the exception. But again, one of my rules is if you think you're hiring the next Bill Belichick, you're probably going to end up disappointed uh, in a few years. Uh, with that one former assistant said McDaniel's people skills were a problem. There was friction and distrust distrust between McDaniel's. And some of uh, his Broncos players, Mitch Berger, now this was the punter, mm. said, yeah, you were right, Zach. Yeah. He did say last. My yeah. gosh, yeah. you are a machine. Uh, he, was just a, he was just a guy you didn't care about, said <laughs> Mitch Berger. The Berger man. I mean, come on. I mean he said, uh, McDaniel said Jack Easterby changed his life. Yes. I yes. mean, we're all reading these stories about <laughs> yeah, Jack Easterby. Is, exactly. Uh, well, and know, it's, it's notable that – the Texans have no interest in Josh McDaniels reportedly with Easterby and Nick Cazario, who he's also tight with. Um, I think that's an yeah. important data point. That might be fighting so, perception. Uh, might be, but they've be already, they've already gone. Yeah. They've already gone like the, <laughs> yeah, the already, full yeah, Easterby. Right. There's no real yeah, turning back look, now. It's, uh, the, the, I, I think if, if the Eagles, if the Eagles were to do this, they are, they better really, be right. Yes. Like, like they are buying the, the, 
they're they're buying into themselves so much. The well, we know more than you do, right? Yeah, and so much. I'll, well said. I'll say that that which they've that I mean, which are, is what they've done for the past four years. Like I'm not I'm 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 not Adam Sch- I'm not Adam Schefter I'm not Bo Wolf either. Um, but but like <laughs> the the uh, you know I I one scoop in my life. I've, I've reached out to a few different people, just like <laughs> what do you know about him, kind of thing, and um, and people who are in the league like rave about him as a, as a coach as an offensive mind but then again she'll mention the numbers there that's totally like tom brady was the magic there right. okay and belichick uh, and and belichick right and and uh yeah that's that's one and then the second part is is sometimes like the reputation is deserved and you don't know more than the room does i i'm i'm all for having courage of conviction and not making a decision to win a press conference. But I also think there is a sense of humility. Like, you're not every situation is you finding Andy Reid when no one else knew who he was, right? Like, sometimes, uh, sometimes the, the conventional wisdom is, is conventional wisdom for a reason. Uh, I'm not saying that's the case here, but I, I, think, I think Bo put it very succinctly. If they do this, they better be right because their credibility is on the line going in this direction. There are so many variables that go into whether a coach is a successful hire or not, whether a coach has a, you know is, is successful. Um, and what would be what is so combustible about this is that I think more so than other options, there is there is such a slim margin for error. Um, if you know if, if you're if you're like if you're a hard ass head coach, you better win and you better win early, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because the 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 blow up potential is is otherwise. And he very even clear. did that. They were they were six and zero, oh, and then yep. he and then uh, and he, yeah, he's like running along the sideline, high fiving fans, right? Right. Like, yeah. The the big thing in that story, or I, I guess one of them that stood out to me was his was like him admitting that he wasn't very nice to his assistant coaches. Like, can you imagine a a thirty two year old yeah. coach like being a, a, think, a jerk to, your to, God's to gift, the other people in the like, staff? Exactly. They had a yeah. They said they had a bad loss, and he chewed out <laughs> yes. all he, of his assistants. He told everyone what they were doing wrong in the yeah. locker room. I yes. mean, come in front on, of the these, these are. Ge- I don't think uh, it was in front yeah, of the players, but, but I but mean, still. these are like general leadership quality, like Zach said. I mean, these are normal kind of human beings exactly. things too. Now, again, I, the case would be made, and I'm sure this is the case he would make and the case the Eagles would make, is that he was young, he had too much control. We've seen that story before. But again, we are jumping through a lot of hoops to get to this, you know, to get to I don't really know that the upside uh, is worth uh, doing all that. So we, we will see now, now this is, so we've made the point now, I don't know if we have to do a, a couple ad reads here, uh, now or not, Zach, I think you're up uh, ahead okay. of me, but we, jump a, in af- oh. after the ad reads, we can get to this. So we've made kind of the case for why the Eagles might sell it. And we've made the case for why it sort of feels like all, you know, all of us are questioning it or at least skeptical about it. Having said, we, we don't know exactly, we don't have the same uh, information, but uh, what I would like to get to after these ad reads are, what I'm surprised most by is that this is the guy they're targeting with their motives and their, de- and their decisions, because from that perspective, I also think it doesn't make a lot of sense. Just an enormous jug of Gatorade that uh, that ZB just faxed. He missed his Gatorade, show. Gatorade, really? Ah, crazy. Sorry about that. Very impressive. Wow. All right, before we get to uh, the conversation, I want you guys to write these 
seven names down because we're going to do a turkeys to the castle. Okay. Josh McDaniel. These, so these are giving, me, giving us homework. Yeah, Dang. we'll do it. I want you to write them down and then we'll, we'll come back to it. So the five candidates that the Eagles have interviewed that we know about um, who are still available, Josh McDaniels, Deuce Staley, Todd Bowles, Gerard Mayo, and Joe Brady. I want you to write down Lincoln Riley as well, and then the field. And so those seven options give me your turkeys on who you think will be the Eagles' next head coach. So your question, Sheil, why are the Eagles interested? Well, I'm very confused at it if Howie Roseman is alongside Jeffrey Lurie for this interview process and is you know theoretically leading this bad boy, how he comes away saying – uh, Jeffrey, Josh McDaniels will be a great fit here. I mean, it just seems to me, given the history where there have been, you know, clashes, infighting, power struggles with this organization for as long as we can remember, and you're trying to get a coach, you know, one thing I think we all feel like they liked about Doug is that they could kind of, I don't know if control Doug is the right word, but Doug wasn't going to, you know, step into Howie Roseman's office and de- make personnel demands or say, no, I'm not doing it, at least until this year, or say, oh, no, I'm not doing that to my coaching staff. I'm the man here. I want a Super Bowl. I'm doing what I want to do. I mean, McDaniels, unless this guy just had a, you know, no <laughs> totally awakening would be the total opposite of this, where if you were a GM like Howie Roseman, I would think this would kind of be your, you know, I don't know if I want to say your worst nightmare, but certainly not the guy at the top of your list. What, what am I missing? Well, I think that's right. I think the read would have to be if they hire McDaniels that A, the influence over Doug was because they thought he needed it, not because they wanted to give it. Um, that he wasn't capable of building his own staff um, or having a heavier hand in personnel. The other possible read is that, you know, you were we, we, we talked about after the press conference, Jeffrey Lurie giving uh, absolutely no rope to the fact that Howie Roseman um, ha- had anything to be accountable for. What if this is Jeffrey Lurie saying, you, you are not doing a good enough job, Howie. I need somebody who, uh, who, who can have a little bit more of an influence in it. And this is Jeffrey Lurie. This is the accountability for Howie Roseman bringing in a person like Josh McDaniels. I think that's a possible read. Yeah. So my read on this is, is that I, I think uh, we as reporters, and I, I don't want to speak for, for, for fans, but I, I, I think the general perception is that like Howie's the one behind the scenes pulling all the strings here. I don't think this is Howie Roseman's hire. I, this is Jeffrey Lurie's hire. I think firing Doug Peterson was not Howie Roseman's decision. That was Jeffrey Lurie's decision, right? Like, I, I don't think this was one of those things where where Howie was working the back channels trying to get Doug out the door. And I don't think this was one of those things where Howie is, is the one going to Jeffrey saying, we need to hire this person. I think Jeffrey Lurie is in the driver's seat here. I think he was the one who was unsatisfied with Doug's answers. Uh, or with, with Doug's plan, and I think he's uh, he's the one who who uh, who who believes that he knows how to find a coach, identify a coach. He he truly believes that he's made four hires. Um, every well, that's not truly. He did make four hires, so he doesn't need to truly believe that. But all all four of his hires have have uh, have brought their team 
to the playoffs, right? Which is not something that 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 every team has. That uh, that they've gone on to be head coaches elsewhere. Uh, I I I truly think that he he it, you can call it hubris, but he is in the driver's seat here. I don't think this is Howie pulling the strings. I think Howie's like uh, helping in terms of the information gathering, right. and Howie's very connected around the league. But this is this is Jeffrey's decision. Howie's not hiring the coach, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say even when. It seems like how he may be out of it. I'm sure he is exerting, yeah. you know, some type of uh, influence or or having his voice heard, even. But uh, I mean, you could be right. I mean, that certainly makes sense. Now, I I think that doesn't mean that Howie had nothing to do with Doug Peterson leaving, because I think there were things Doug Peterson probably wasn't happy with. Sure, with absolutely. the setup. But you, I would agree with you that from Howie Roseman's perspective. Keeping Doug Peterson in the mix was probably like a best case scenario. I mean, Doug Peterson is a likable guy. Uh, maybe Doug Peterson wanted some changes, but it's not like he was saying, you know, I'm running the draft or anything like that. You know, he might have, he certainly might have wanted some stuff, but how he probably felt like he could find some type of middle ground there. And now you're going behind, you know, door number two. And it could be a complete wild card, which means something totally different for his career, for the next few years, for his decision making, for his day to day, all these different types of things. So, uh, you know, your theory there, uh, I think, does make sense. Okay. Have you guys written down your turkeys? Yeah, but I didn't like I didn't like what I uh, wrote down, so I need to tweak that. Okay. Uh, so you got you gonna kill time? You want me to here? I'll kill I'll kill some time while you uh, you get your turkeys in order, and then you can kill some time while I get my turkeys okay. in order. Zach, I don't know where you are. Uh, with a lot of people in, in the chat. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for joining us today. Is Jeff Lurie's son involved in Eagles decisions? That's Zach a, has a, a note on question. that. Yeah, yeah. So Zach, what do you got? Yeah, so Julian Lurie, um, Jeffrey's son, was in the. Uh, uh, he was in the interviews in, in uh, with Doug Peterson. If if you go back and and read Doug Peterson's book, and I, I actually you make read a it habit again. of weekly. <laughs> I, I read it again yesterday. Uh, <laughs> there's this there's this one anecdote that yesterday I, you read the whole book. It's a very quick. It is book. a very quick book. <laughs> I actually remember quick going book. flying through. You know what? There are people like me out there who there's like no such thing as you know we we hate when people say it's a it's such a quick read. I, no, I genuinely nothing is, is a quick read, read. Is that, for me. Shield? It takes a long time. I My mind wanders. I go back. Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with you. And this was a quick read. I promise. This is a very quick read. I, I actually you. listened to the audio i i did i, I think we I talked about like that book I, I think zach, people, so, yeah. zach before he worked at the athletic lent it to me and i and i did yeah. and i breezed through it in a night i believe so yeah so it's it's Flex. uh it's the type of thing that there was this anecdote that i was looking for uh a few days ago and i couldn't quite find it um i i it's in my mind and i read the book again it's not in the book so i mm. i might be missing something here maybe it's in um, your book but i have don't think so, because it's something. Mm. It's like a good morsel of information that I, I would have loved to have. Um, it, it was probably something I heard from someone else, and I conflated it with the book. But uh, I, the interview process. So he he talked about the people who were there, and one of them um, was was Jeffrey Sun. So he was in the interviews then. I I don't know if he's there now, but he definitely was in 2016 in the Kansas City hotel room. Oh, did you get your turkeys in order? Yeah, I still I I, I got them, but us. I still don't like them. But yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let me let me get mine in uh, in order here. 
Zach, are you good? Uh, good enough. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good enough. Uh, and uh, Marissa, what's what's new with you? Not much. I'm I'm loving the comments in the chat. It's been pretty spicy tonight. So mm. people are pretty fired yeah. up about the Josh McDaniels interview. So we'll see what happens. Big McDaniels fans. You had, we actually, you know what I want to ask you about? We had, you had a tough, our last podcast, we, we did this whole thing on Robert Sala. And then it breaks that night that he's going to the Jets and you had to do a late night pod, didn't you? Yeah. I had, I had, after we got off this podcast, I had three podcasts to edit. I was like, all right, I'm going to have some coffee, power through this. I'm editing. And my boyfriend turns to me and says, pull your headphones out of your ear. I pull my headphones out. And he said, the Jets hired Saul. I'm like, haha. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like go on Twitter. Oh, no. So yeah, that was pretty disappointing. I mean, Jets fans are happy. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes a, a coaching hire at 10 30 PM. <laughs> But yeah, got it all done. So I went to bed at like 5.30 that night. Uh, mm. Well, morning, I Real. guess you should say. But yeah, I mean, Jets fans the are hardest working out. person at the athletic. No, I, Zach, I know, coming too, from you, really. come okay. on. No, no, I, I, I mean it. You, you, uh, yeah. She's I like, mean, listen, I work I mean, a lot harder than both. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 All right, I got my I got okay. my turkeys in order. Let's start with Todd Bowles from last year. Todd Bowles. So we have not talked about Zach. The Eagles interviewed him virtually today. Uh, there's a there's a some flexibility this year. Usually you wouldn't be able to talk to him until the week before the Super Bowl. But uh, if if there is owner approval from the team the coach is on, guys can interview virtually. So Eagles conducted that with him today. Uh, I think we talked about it before. Uh, you know, his track record with the Jets is probably better than it looks record wise, given what he what he had. I would say uh, his defensive acumen is is pretty strong. The Eagles know him well from his time with the team in 2012. My biggest concern would be um, his offensive pairing with the Jets was pretty underwhelming. So you would have to there'd have to be a real uh, heavy sell job that that he can, uh, you know, help foster a, a creative offense. A quick well, we Todd Bowles question for you, by the way. In your chat the other day, I was I was reading your chat, and you said <laughs> he's the candidate who would have the hardest time with the Philly media. I I was. I don't think if, I said that. Uh, did I read that incorrectly? Maybe somebody else said that. I don't think I said that. Okay, yeah. That I, was going around somewhere. Maybe I said because somebody. Maybe I said like we would have the toughest time because he wouldn't give. There was something like that, and I was like, he's he's uh. He has a great sense of humor. Like mm. he's he's and he's 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 very honest. Like there was one post. Well, Shield mentioned in our last podcast where he was like, "It's a middle school oh, yeah. defense." But, <laughs> that was a great, but there was yeah. a game that that there was a, like a, a notable press conference when they when the Jets lost. It was I think week fifteen of his last or week fourteen of his last year, and he was basically like the whole team played like beep, mm. you know, and, and he just repeated that. And then there was also the time when when Geno Smith got punched in the face and he walked into the media room and, and he, he was like fired and he, and he told them right then and there. Interesting. Yeah, he like walked huh. in. Yeah. So, so I think he has like a, I think he, he'd be fun for us. To okay. I think, yeah. I think there was a, something somewhere that said he was, he, he ended up by the end of his tenure there was giving very Belichickian gotcha. press conferences, mm-hmm. but it might've just uh, well, in, sort of worn on him there. In, in Dan Pompey's profile. And I mean, Dan Pompey is, is like absolutely awesome. He's the, he's the coach all whisperer. The, all these coaches. Yeah. Um, but, but he, he had a thing in there 
that Todd has this great personality and he didn't let it show enough in New York because it was like a, an overcorrection to Rex Ryan before mm. everyone wanted mm. like him him to get up there and 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 and, and be funny and he said uh, you know if you want to see me laugh take me to a, a comedy show not a press conference something like that. Okay. So, I take him. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you would love to take him to a comedy show. I would love to. Yeah, that'd be a great athletic story. Uh, I have one turkey for Todd Bowles. Ooh, okay. One. I have. I have fifteen here. Wow. Um, he's well. Yeah, worth- I had fifteen too. Yeah. I mean, I would go to sixteen, but uh, to, but that would be unfair. Wow. So I'm going to go with what I wrote. I know in that building there are people there who think very highly of him. I think the offensive pairing. That Bo mentioned is is absolutely correct. That that's like a, a, a fundamental question. Uh, I would point out that he wanted in 2016 he wanted John D. Filippo and uh, or 2017 and Jeffrey Lurie blocked it. Um, but but there was a connection there. Uh, but yeah, I mean I, I I know he's 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 very well regarded in that building. Okay. Now we we haven't talked about uh, Jeff McLean had a, had a great article mm-hmm. in the Inquirer about uh, Carson Wentz because you mentioned John D. Filippo, mm. so it made me think about it. But one of the big points in there was that Carson Wentz was not being coached hard enough, and mm-hmm. and you know we can get into this stuff with Doug later. But that has been sort of this thing that has you know repeated itself over and over. And Jeff had it had some good anecdotes in there and uh, further reporting. Um, Josh McDaniels, you know, this would go to your theory, Zach. I mean, he would probably go and he was going, he would, you know, MF Tom Brady the back and forth. And so um, if you feel now, I, I think that's, I, sometimes I think this kind of thing is totally overblown. You know, I, I don't think one player needs this specific type of coaching and, you know, that's the only way they can flourish. I think there are different ways to get your message across. I think there's nothing worse than a coach who tries to be inauthentic and go outside his personality because he thinks that's what uh, his weakness is or whatever. But uh, that could be a sign that they feel like, Hey, get Josh McDaniels in here. You know, he will be more in that John D Filippo mode of really just getting after Carson Wentz and he's not here to be his buddy. And that's what we need to get the best out of him. So that's something else to keep in mind. I mean, a bulls and D Lippo battery, I would probably say that's a fine combination to give a shot to. I would not have an issue know. with I mean, that. Well, doesn't like Flip's that. like history has not been very impressive since leaving the Eagles. Yeah, that's true. But it it was it like was that's gonna be that's gonna be the head of the offense you bring in is a guy who's been who's failed so many times he's the Bears quarterbacks coach. Well, I I mean I think if you look at and it, talk it was about two like situations. no new ideas, bringing back like the one guy who was with Carson in seventeen, that would be I think that would be well, uninspiring. Uh, I think it would be okay. I, I mean, you are right. Uh, you know, it is sort of a red. F- you know, it, it can be perceived as a red flag. The guys had like seventeen jobs in the last uh, in the last three years. But you know, if you drilled down and did your homework and you said. Well, the one job was with Mike Zimmer, and Mike Zimmer, you know, gets yes. rid of his offensive coordinator every year. And the other job was with the Jaguars, who are the worst franchise uh, in the league. And you know, this year he was a uh, quarterbacks coach. Now, again, there's no evidence that he did a great job at all. I don't have anything against year, him but, specifically, but yeah. as the as the offensive coordinator paired with a defensive head coach, that would be a, a bit uh, of a tough sell, I think. Okay, uh, I I wouldn't hate that. I have Bulls at. 15 too. I, I don't think Bulls would be a bad candidate. I think that would be okay. fine. Uh, Gerard Mayo, what do you guys have? I, I had five. I also have one. 
Okay. Oh, I I have five also. <laughs> Zach and I <laughs> are doing this Sympathy. similarly now. I, I might have had one, but uh, Bo's boy uh, Peter King. What, what what did he write today? That they were impressed with yeah, Mayo, yeah, or that yep. it, yeah, yeah, something so, along those lines. Um, again, I, I I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know whether Gerard Mayo would be a great coach. If you're gonna, you know, I would rather take a swing on someone like that. And though. congratulations uh, to Zach know. on uh, D'Amico Ryan's promotion to defensive coordinator. <laughs> You don't want to congratulate why me. You, I had nothing to yeah, do with why it. Why are you congratulating? Because he's a big booster, big big D'Amico booster. <laughs> Look, I I, I think we all uh, like of course, D'Amico. yeah. I mean, uh, but I I think uh, I'll I'll say this: if if if, if you're going to hire a Mayo, I would talk to. D'Amico. That's what I mean. Yeah, I would agree yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we talked about him last time, but let's talk a little bit of uh, Joe Brady. Do you believe there's a chance that Joe Brady could be the Eagles' next head coach? I have five turkeys. I had fifteen. I gave him a. Fu- Okay. Oh, I gave him a five also. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm skeptical of it, but um, because they they could have done it all, already if they wanted to, and it and it might you know it might be a little early, but I'll repeat the sentiment I had the other day. Like it's better if you think someone can be a good coach, be a year early because you might not get that shot again. So uh, I I always err like don't worry about age if you have conviction. On the on the personality and the leadership, I I don't know if they do, uh, and it probably is a bit too soon, but uh, I wouldn't rule it out. I think this is another one where uh, he was enough of a hot shot candidate that there is probably enough signal in him not getting a job and the Eagles, you know, not bringing him in for a second interview reportedly that it tells you um, maybe the maybe he was a bit of an underwhelming interviewer this time around. That's all. Yeah, that was my read. I mean, if they lo- if they really liked him mm-hmm. in the interview, you know, he fits sort of the other things they're looking for, the up-and-coming offensive mind, if that's what you, you think of him, that uh, it feels like he would uh, he would have gotten a, a more interest mm-hmm. quickly. So that's why I had him that What long. do you guys have for the field? Uh, five. I've got nine. Yeah, that could be higher. I could switch Brady in the field. I have fifteen. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, do you have somebody you know with the uh, well? The one guy they the are field? they have uh, supposedly requested an interview uh, for is Kellen Moore, um, and that hasn't happened yet. And suppose there there is some thought that they're going to request a virtual interview with Eric Bieniemy, although that has not happened yet. I don't know. I th- I think there are probably some options out there that would be a little bit more clandestine that, you know, the Eagles sort of like to like to surprise us with every now and then. I think it's a possibility. I no one off the top of my head jumps to mind, like, you know, Bill Cower or yeah, something so, stupid like that. No, I mean, I, I think it could be, <laughs> I think it could be a, a, a college a coach. Different college and coach. the reason I, I say that is um, college coaches are often under the radar. Right. You're not going to announce an they interview. Don't, yeah. Yeah, and also the college coach doesn't want it out for for recruiting purposes. Like if they're going to take a job, like they, the only way a, a a college coach is okay with a job being out there is if they're just angling for a raise, right? If if they're looking, you know, if if they, if they, if they're looking for the pay bump, if they're legitimately interested in taking a job, they don't want it out there because it's going to mess up recruiting, um, especially at this point in the in the calendar. I think so you're right. I if it's out there, out they want it out there, and they're not going probably. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it's it's an old thing of when of when you cover college sports, like you know, you're never more popular than when there's a coaching vacancy because uh, people love having their names attached because mm. you know it's you know it's it's a way to bump your salary. Yeah, that's true. 
Now, Eric, now Eric Bieniemy's agent, yeah, Zach. What he 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 seems to think that Josh McDaniels is a done deal, right, Zach? Yeah, he had a, a tweet today, um, you know, lamenting and 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 it's a it's pathetic. very reasonable, yeah, that uh, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um, that there, that they have not that there's not been um, a, a black coach hired. Uh, now, I, I don't want to say minority coach because because uh, Robert Sal is the first Muslim head coach, I believe, um, and he's of Lebanese descent, I believe. Um, yeah. But uh, but specifically when you're talking about black coaches, um, there has there's not been one hired, and it's especially noteworthy because uh, if you look at the championship games this weekend, right, there are four five, ca- coordinators. Uh, I thought four coordinators, uh, both coordinators on Tampa Bay. Leslie Frazier, Eric Bieniemy, right. yeah. So four coordinators. Um, yeah, and 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 perhaps it's a function of the timing, right? That you know, if your team's still in it, it's harder to get a job. I think I've been banging the Leslie like, Frazier drum for yeah, a while. Yeah, like he got he got an interview with the I Texans, gonna, but like exactly, he seems like I, why I would you want to Le- talk to that guy? Yeah, Leslie Frazier and Byron Leftwich could fit in that field. Right, uh, that's true. Mix, right, sure. 100%. Leslie Frazier's got Eagles got got Eagles experience. You know he's yep. worked with the with that Ravens team too. Uh, he has head coach experience, has playing experience, so like yeah. can connect with the players. Yeah, there's a lot. I'd like there's to talk lot, to. And 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 he could also be a good like you know placeholder coach in that you know he's he's I think he's sixty something years old now, mm-hmm. right? Or but yeah, somebody you pair with Deuce or something. He's he's someone that can that can get you through like a five six year period if you're if you're lucky and then you Ooh, can kind of a long time yeah, five year <laughs> yeah I mean I'm taking the under on whoever they whoever they hire under five years <laughs> under five years based on recent history all right, right? Yeah. Who okay else we got? Uh, so three left uh, Deuce Daly Josh McDaniels and Lincoln Riley let's do let's do Lincoln Riley I have Lincoln Riley at twenty turkeys I've I Link- had him at. 15. I had him at 10, and only because if he wanted this job, they would have hired him already, in my opinion. Well. Maybe he can be talked into it. Yeah. I but. I think that I think that he, my guess is that he is the Eagles' first choice. If the Eagles yes. could hire anybody, they would hire Lincoln Riley. And rightfully so. And, yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if, if they're – if they have been talking back channels at all and there is anything, you know, if there's any wiggle room or there's any like huge asks that he has, uh, you remember my friend, huge asks, um, <laughs> then, you know, they could be putting that together and they need to go through the process in case he says, no, it's not dissimilar from the chip Kelly situation uh, from a hiring perspective. Mm-hmm. So I, I have him as my second, most likely only because I think he is the Eagles first choice. And if they can put together any kind of package um, that he can do, they would do it that he would take, they would do it. Yeah, I mean, he's a coach that if if Jeffrey Lurie just decided to blow everything up as uh, you know we thought might be the right option, then maybe you would be in better in, in better shape to land someone like that, right? You could kind of do the 
maybe the Kyle Shanahan treatment, say, you know, come in here. Uh, we're going to get your input to hire a GM. You guys will be tied at the hip. So, you know, this is you, you're going to be able to run this operation, but you're not getting the control. You're, you're coming to a place where there's already a GM. You're coming to a place that doesn't have a great quarterback situation. You're coming to a place uh, where the previous head coach was fired three years after winning the Super Bowl that doesn't have a lot of resources, that doesn't have a great roster, that is in terrible cap space. And so if you're Lincoln Riley, you know, Lincoln Riley is not like Brian Dayball. Like Link, the, the, the offers should be there year after year mm-hmm. where you can be patient. Where does your, you know, your family want to live? I don't know where, where everybody's from, all those different types of things but you don't need to just jump at this right now and strike while the iron is hot so i think they would have to do quite a sales job to get him in there and if they were able to do that then uh again we don't know who's guaranteed but i would say that would be a a that would be an inspiring hire somebody that the fan base could get excited about someone who you could talk yourself into the upside as a program builder as sort of an offensive guru all these different types of things as a face of the franchise um if you were able to land somebody like that yeah, I mean, he's, uh, I, I believe he's from Texas. Uh, Very small his, town, right? His his first date with his wife was, uh, let's see, Sweet Home Alabama, interestingly mm. enough. Um, mm. But, uh, but Lincoln Riley. You really stole that him. like it was a big reveal. You waited a beat for a reaction. <laughs> well, uh, Doug Peterson. This was, you guys might not remember just this. Thinking, what you guys the hell might not remember. All right, I'm sorry. The joke did not land. Man, let's hear it. Because uh, Doug Peterson, if, if you remember to some of our early pandemic um, uh, podcasts, was saying how he and his wife were watching a lot of Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> okay. So I was, I was. Oh, so you thought like we if, were going to connect those dots and laugh? <laughs> yes. Yes. That it fits. It's like the you coach. You don't know me very well. <laughs> He, he watched like three things. Little with fires everywhere, right? Doug. And, and uh, he watched the morning show, yeah. and then he 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 watched another movie. And uh, Lion, uh, what, what was it? Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. But he, right. he said uh, another Reese Witherspoon one, and I just thought it was it's like a coach uh, coach's wife type so cliche. Funny. Maybe mm. they watch Reese Witherspoon movies. Uh, so that joke didn't land. I'm sorry. Todd Bowles will not <laughs> will not laugh at that one. Um, but uh, no, Lincoln Riley. Everything you guys said is 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 correct. It's also the type of thing where you're you're not going to like win him over with the contract. Oklahoma pays him exceedingly well. Mm-hmm. They could pay him more probably if if, if downgrade in facilities. Play. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a it's a matter of you know do I do I want to recruit do I or and do I want to go to the highest level of competition and maybe that's next year with the Dallas Cowboys as opposed to this year. Ooh, spicy. Uh, okay, Deuce. What do you guys have for Deuce? 10. I have 15. I have 20 for Ooh, Is he your second most likely? Uh, he okay. is. He's my third most likely after after Lincoln Riley. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think Deuce is, I mean, even, even if Josh McDaniels is the guy they want, there's always the possibility he could back out again. So uh, they need a backup plan. I think Deuce probably is their backup plan. Mm-hmm. He's the, you know, the Doug Peterson of this cycle, kind of, yeah. for them, maybe, you know? It, if there's any talk about, hey, they had a guy in mind before uh, the process, you know, I, I would think maybe he was the, and again, it sucks for Deuce, and if they hire somebody else, I don't know how he stays uh, stays on staff here, uh, but I would think that 
with Josh McDaniels, it could be a situation where it doesn't work out. He might not like the setup. It might be, um, you know, there could be a difference. Like you said, he could back out. They might not like something that they hear once they get to that sort of finish line. And so there could be different things that happen and they just kind of ha- have deuce there as somebody who they know the players will play for. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep some people on your staff, like Jeff Stoutland, you know, you can uh, work with him. I imagine they've made some type of promises to do so over the years, given how many times he's been passed over for a promotion. And so, you know, may- maybe that would be the, uh, the higher in that situation. I would have no objection to a Deuce Daly higher. I, I, th- I think it could be a sensible play, especially if they have uh, an offensive coordinator that they really like, that, that they were hoping Doug would hire or that they were going to pair with Doug. Um, Graham Harrell, uh, yeah, someone like that? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Uh, that would raise the stakes quite a bit. I just I keep going back to what I said at, at the beginning. Despite Lurie's answer to Shields' question, I still think he's he leans toward an offensive guy who has backgrounds with quarterbacks. He's said it so many times in the past, um, and 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 so I still lean toward him hiring one of those guys. Okay. I, I sort of I like their 2017 setup where the guy who is getting after Carson Wentz is the quarterbacks coach. You right. know? I, I don't I mean, I don't know. This would be interesting to talk to more people about this. But like, who is the best person for it? Doesn't feel like the head coach would necessarily be the best person for that job to be hammering him on the mechanics and getting after him when he makes a mistake and all these different types of things. You know, that might be especially if your head coach doesn't have that type of personality. Um, so if you are the head coach, how do you have the bandwidth with everything on your plate to be so angry, um, and fiery about like the little details and stuff like that? I don't know. It's like, it just like, especially, especially when I remember, I don't know if it was the Super Bowl year or the year after that, when I went around and sort of asked everybody about the quality that they admired uh, about Doug or, you know, what they, and every single person was consistent with their message that, it is that he doesn't get too high or get too low. I know it sounds cliche, but look at some and of these coaches. And it's the same with I Andy. Mean, look at what we just talked about, yeah, with Josh McDaniels. And so I do think that type of consistency is appreciated. And you can say that's sort of a, you know, uh, a Bobo story where, of course, they're going to say something good, but it was what they said that was, and that's true. But what they said, like there was a consistent message in what they said about what they liked about uh, playing I think there's Doug, something so to I that. I agree with that. Uh, okay, so last one, Josh McDaniels. I've got 49 turkeys. That's I've my, got 25. I was going more with the, I, I was, you were spreading the wealth a little more. Assets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I went 25 too. I, I know the buzz is there and it very well could be, um, could be what they decide. And I don't think it would surprise anyone at this point. I've got less than 50%. I've got him at, yeah, as the favorite, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I look at some of these things in, his, so in his background and I just wonder if, if you're going to, be able to sell yourself on all those different types of things because you feel like the upside is that high and because you feel like he's the perfect guy for the job. I mean, someone in the chat said that Howie's, you know, if Howie is whispering sweet nothings, he might be pushing for somebody like Deuce, right? Um, you, you know, so that's the best one for Howie. Yeah. Definitely. yeah, that's the best one for Howie. And so if Aside he's saying Jeff, that Jeff and then, yeah, you know, and then Julian Lurie isn't so. I mean, they're all, it could go in a lot of different directions before 
it gets to the finish line. Now, having said that, probably by the time this gets produced, we will have mm-hmm. a new head coach, Josh McDaniel. Sorry, so. Marissa. Josh I know, McDaniel. like either later Jordan tonight Daniel or McJosh's. tomorrow morning. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Um, okay. I feel like we've unpacked that um, enough. Well, why don't we talk a little bit? Last. Oh, oh well, last uh, Julia Lurie note here. I was just looking from when I, I did the story on uh, Lurie a couple of years ago. And uh, and asked about uh, Julian, and he said he's way more prepared than I ever was because he's living in it since he was a little boy. He's very analytical about every decision we make. We discuss every team and every aspect of it. He loves the Eagles and he loves the NFL, so it's a wonderful situation. And he was not uh, during that conversation not pushing back at all about the idea that uh, Julian will be taking over the. Yep family business and it's just yeah, a matter of time I think that's yep. probably right um okay any other thoughts on the uh, jeff mcclain article um that you you touched on briefly shield i think we should we should spend some time on this bad boy it it, it feels like that was like six months ago Saturday. i did not <clears throat> yeah i took all my notes on mcdaniel big, yeah, so big year for mcclain yeah, bang up bang up job. job by by yeah, jeff uh and and a, and a good a example story. of how well sourced he is that he's been able to do this in the, in the pandemic year. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the big things that really stood out to me were that uh, I think someone called it a quote unquote pissing match between Wentz and Peterson where Wentz would just be going to the kill call Same. at the line of scrimmage kind of just to spite Doug. And it, it really had gotten that, bat which was you know certainly news to me i didn't think it was a you know a great relationship but i also you know speaking honestly did not know that it had kind of gotten to that level that carson Wentz went to howie roseman and jeffrey lurie after he got benched right that was a uh to kind of complain about uh what had happened i thought that was also a good nugget in there and so um I, I, you kind of the, the wheel starts spinning about you know how it, it felt to me like they were still thinking strongly about bringing Doug back, but they also had to have thought that there was no chance they could make that relationship work going forward because it does sound like it was as fractured uh, and as much of a disaster as guys like Chris Mortensen had reported previously. I would say I thought it was um, damning of two things. One, it uh, you know, it did not paint a great picture of, of Wentz's, um, you know, mental fortitude, especially the going to, Howie and Jeffrey after he got benched and, and complaining about the treatment, if that's the accurate um, representation, that's that's not great. Um, and it was also very damning of, you know, this uh, too many cooks coaching staff that they put together last offseason. The line about uh, Skango didn't know what he was doing. Like nobody really knew what he was doing and neither did he. It was very funny. Yeah, no. <laughs> Literally nobody knew what Skangarello was doing, <laughs> but he did get hired. Kyle Shanahan did hire yeah. him, so he's 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 back in a good there place. Go. Um, so those were yeah, those were I think those were my my two uh, my two big takeaways. Um, and you know who knows who knows what like the the instigating uh, incident was with with Doug and Carson. Why you know why things got so sour? But that is obviously not a tenable long term situation. Yeah, you guys uh, touched it well. Good and and a great job by Jeff. I worked with him seven years, so I've I've uh, I know how how well he does it. Um, what's your best I'll What's say, your uh, best story of working with Jeff? <laughs> uh, and how many and I, and how many and how many of, many of uh, me and Shield equal one Jeff? Mm. 
look, I love working with you guys as well. So it's it's uh, it's a yeah. It it was. I'm very happy here at the Athletic. I was very I'm very happy here. At the yeah, athletic. no, but we're doing we're comparing. doing the T Mac thing here. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I I know what you're doing. I'm, I'm not comparing. Um, and my best story, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say it without without running it by Jeff first because uh, there because there have been yeah there were quite a bit but um but no I I, I I think what what Jeff did a good job with especially was uh, a lot of these topics that we've been discussing throughout the year and frankly about. that and like literally if if you go back to the press tailor press conference. Um, uh, two of the press terror press conferences, he was asked specifically, like, "Are you hard enough on 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 Carson Wentz? Does your friendship with Carson Wentz affect the way you coach?" Like, like these are things we've we've talked about. Carson Wentz killing plays at the line of scrimmage, right? Um, you know, we've we've talked about the different dynamics uh, in the building, and in particular, and and we've spoken a lot about Carson's personality. And I think there was a quote in there. That really encapsulated something that that uh, we've talked about with with Carson, and, and that's that he thinks everyone there is working for him. Um, I, I think I think that was the quote. And uh, Carson's very much like like it's it, people uh, you know people around him are are there to support him, uh, and the organization has gone out of their way uh, since 2016. You can use the word enable. I think they would say this. I think the word they would use is 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 support, but there's there are different rules um, with with Carson Wentz, and uh, you know I, I I thought that quote really kind of encapsulated that to me. Uh, but yeah, so my takeaways was was that it was a lot of the stuff we've been uh, discussing, and and he did a good job uh, putting it all together. Uh, another important note in there was the story of a an offensive lineman going to Doug. Uh, at the bye, I think, or, or shortly after the bye and saying they yeah. needed to make the change from, from Carson to Jalen Hurts. And I think that speaks to um, this combustible dynamic in the locker room that we've talked about, um, where if we come back next training camp and Carson Wentz is handed the job over Jalen Hurts, uh, that is not going to go over well. I mean, it, certainly not universally and uh, probably not um, – I would say in the majority of the locker room for it to just be handed to him, uh, that's, that's not a good place to start. So um, if they bring both the guys, both guys back, and if they bring them back with Josh McDaniels, like the blow up potential uh, for the organization is like through the roof. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you overstate that a bit. Um, Frankly, I, I don't think they have that many guys in the locker room who, who really have, who who really have muscle, right? Like this is this is a team in transition as it is. I, I mean, I guess you can look at at Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks. We don't know if Kelsey's going to be there. Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, right? Those four. Which which young players are like second contract players? Are foundational pieces? I have a story coming out tomorrow. Flex. Um, that that company. That's a flex that I was doing my job. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that. Uh, that is comparing the 2021 opening to the 2016 opening, and it's basically it's playing off of Jeffrey Lurie's quote that uh, that that the situation now is not unlike the situation then. And I'm looking at the it, it kind of it goes through the roster and the resources to show it's considerably different than it was then. Like the the organizational philosophy might be the same, but but what you're working with is considerably different. And uh, just as a as as a point of reference, the Eagles had four 
players that they signed to extensions within within a few months after Doug was hired. Um, Zach Ertz, Fletcher Cox, uh, I'm sorry, Zach Ertz, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Vinnie Curry. And, that's, and that doesn't even begin with, with guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Brent Sell, could they redid their deals? Like, like uh, uh, guys who they gave legit big time contract extensions to because they identified them as the core and, players going forward. And went out and who signed big now? money young free agents like Rodney yes. McLeod and Brandon Brooks. Exactly. But like who, who, which under 25 players are which under 30 players? There's nobody uh, good. There's nobody good. There's no good yeah, young uh, players on the team. So, so the, the, the players between like 26 and 29. They have a few who signed second deals already. Carson, Isaac Sayamalu. Um, right. There's there's a there's another one I'm missing. But then, um, but under like like Miles Sanders and Derek Barnett are really the foundational pieces, if you will, for the 25 and under. Yeah, I don't view I don't not, view Miles Sanders foundation. as a foundational piece. Exactly. I don't know if they're going to sign him with a second contract. Uh, Derek Barnett, like, like I like Derek Barnett, but there's no guarantee they're going to sign him to a second contract. I think yeah. Josh Sweat is. Uh, we've said I think Josh Sweat is the but, is the best young player on the team who is going to be on the roster in two. Who we know is going to be on the roster moving forward. Um, in two years, we don't know that. Well, like why? Like, like why is he agreeing to an extension? I think he, I think they will sign him. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, Dallas Goddard. Okay, that's fine. Oh, yeah, you're going to pay him he, at the top of the market. Yep. Um, you know, they like the next the next person on the list they'd probably put is like Jalen Rager or Avante Maddox. Like, are you guys excited yeah. about those players? No. And Jalen Rager is not that much different than Nelson Aguilar going into the 2016 season. Right. Um, but uh, my but I, I, yeah. Like, and 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 then Dillard. But but you don't know about either of them. My my point is is this. This idea that like Carson needs to win over the locker room again, I would say like they don't really have that many guys who who like need to be won over. They need to get behind Carson because oh, Carson would be the one that. with the muscle. No, I, I if if Carson's back as the like franchise quarterback, he has the muscle. Yeah, but right? the muscle doesn't matter if the locker room hates the guy or if the locker room doesn't think he's earned the earned the job. The muscle doesn't matter. Like if he if if he's here. And Doug's not. It shows you who who they sided with. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I don't like that's that's still going to be a terrible dynamic in the locker room if that's the case. Well, I mean, the young guys I, I are the probably think... the are are half the ones who who like Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah, I mean, I I just think like they're 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 not going to make decisions based on like how Quez Watkins feels. Yeah, I think you're. Oh, I think you're. Maybe I think should. you're misinterpreting <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, or maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe I, I'm not I, I saying think, it the right way. I I think the thing is that if you bring both quarterbacks back and cart, you name Carson Wentz the starter, and players on the team are saying, "Why is he the starter?" We saw how he played last year, and then all of a sudden you've got this new coach who people might not love, and then all of a sudden you're two games into the season and Wentz is playing poorly. Now all these things that already happened last year could happen to a greater degree. Also, if you're a new coach trying to instill a culture of competition and you hand the keys without any type of fight or competition, we know Jalen Hurts thought like from day one that he was better than Carson Wentz. He didn't even need to see Carson Wentz struggle to believe that. And so now all of a sudden he's not liking it. And you do have some younger players like a Jalen Rager. I'm, I'm not saying that you're making decisions based on that, but the younger players could certainly side with a guy 
like Jalen Hurts. All of a sudden, maybe Zach Hurts is gone. Jason Kelsey is gone. Well, now who are Carson Wentz's guys in the locker room that he's come up with who have even seen him at his best in 2017? So uh, it is a very tricky situation all around for sure. And, uh, you know, the uh, four Sigmatics wearing off so we can save the rest of this for our Yeah, it goes back to it goes back to the Kelsey quote. You know, the minute that the, the that the locker room doesn't feel like you're putting them in the best position to win or playing to win, uh, you've sort of lost the plot. You know, if, if they don't believe that it is a meritocracy as to who plays on the field, then I think you're you're in uh, in for a, a long road. Okay. Fair enough. All right, we'll be back in twelve hours. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, well, I'm I'm curious. How do you guys think this week plays out? Well, actually, I did want to talk about this. I'm sorry, Sheil, but the uh, <laughs> sorry, the Sheila. the there are competing notions, right? Because there are two jobs left, and there's you know there's one idea that what's the rush now? Now that five jobs have been filled, uh, you can take your time to better know these candidates. But the flip side is is definitely that the longer you wait, uh, the more difficult it's going to be to f- to fill your coaching staff. So I don't know. I think I, I would be yes. I would be pretty surprised if we don't have a head coach by Thursday. Mm, boy. And if we don't have a head coach by Thursday, does that mean that they're they're waiting on someone still coaching? Do you think? Yeah, I would say if it doesn't get done by this week, then it's it's I would say a lower chance that it's going to be Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels because there really should, if that's the guy you want, there really should not be much of a holdup in hiring him. If that doesn't work out, then yes, it, it could be that uh, you're like, all right, back to the drawing board and let's uh, maybe it's, you make another run at Lincoln. I, I don't know. Then you got to go back and see what else, what your other options are. But if you feel like you love McDaniels during this long interview that you had in Florida and he's your guy, you know, I don't think money is going to be a holdup. I think any coach who comes in would know what the personnel situation is, and those things would already uh, be in place. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I think she'll put it well. I mean, I think the only holdup now, if 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 you have a guy you like, the holdup would be power, right? If if someone wants control of the fifty-three, if someone wants control of the game day roster. Uh, these are all th- like like you can because I I don't think those usually come up until you're actually negotiating right that's that's like the leverage play you know and I I, I don't think the Eagles are not going to hire a guy because of money like Shield said I th- I think it, it it would be roster type stuff so uh, I'm not saying that they've squared in on McDaniel's yet but I think if if they have someone in mind and it doesn't work then that's probably at play I I would agree if if they're if there's not a hire by Thursday, I think it's someone who's still coaching or they've just reset the search. Hmm. Um, very, very quickly. I know, Sheil. I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have to give the uh, playoff chest puffin draft update because you are uh, you are in the lead, and it will be decided this weekend. So uh, Sheil had the the big victory he needed. He took the Bucks first overall, and so that was a ten point victory for Sheil with the. Uh, point per seed, a five seed plus the two point multiplier for the divisional round. So Shield has 15 points from the Bucks and six points from the Bills for a total of 21. Zach has uh, two points from the Saints and two points from the Packers for a total of four points. Uh, Zach, unfortunately, cannot win. He has been eliminated. 
Um, and I, else is new? And, and I have uh, <laughs> five points from the Ravens, six points from the Rams, six points from the Browns, and two points from the Chiefs for a total of 19. So my only path to win is if the Chiefs beat the Bills and the Packers beat the Bucks. Uh, well, that's the that's the most likely outcome. Yes, but I mean we're you know we're talking about both toss ups. So if that holds, yeah, uh, then I will be the victor. And if uh, the Bills or Bucks win, she will be the victor. And who knows who Victor will be? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Victor, our loyal uh, grammar police. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Shield, Zach, and Marissa, I'm Bo. And uh, if we don't talk to you before Thursday, we'll talk to you Thursday. But we might be talking to you sooner than that. Thanks for listening. And as always. We love you. <laughs>